Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome. It's our number two, our two fight night in Cleveland. People thought the Jake Paul fight. Many people thought Jake Paul fighting Nate Diaz, the big fight of the weekend, but no. No, it was in Cleveland, the White Sox and the team formerly known as the Indians. How did you score the fight between Jose Ramirez, the all-star, and the non-all-star Tim Anderson? Also, does Jose Ramirez have a future in boxing? What happens to Tim Anderson's reputation for Chicago as he got walloped? And what do you make, we turn the page from that, what do you make of the Angels who have lost six games in a row? They're being mocked. For not trading Shohei Otani, and now they're on a long losing streak. We'll talk about that as well. Right now, here it is, our number two. And we are ready not to use the R word. We're not allowed to use that. Ready to mumble. We're ready to mumble. That's what we're ready to do. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Just listen and relax as we make sporty problems disappear. One hand wave at a time, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and excessively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live 
from the book is in the audio sports book of the overnight. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000. That's a lot. Recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I have been accused of doing something that one of our bosses at this company does not like. Don't bury the lead, my man. All right, so our lead this hour, which maybe should have been our lead last hour, but wasn't. Uh, Our lead this hour coming from the sweet science, the fisticuffs, the squared circle. How many other boxing cliches can I throw in? Well, what a night it was. Just a harmless Saturday night over the weekend, people out doing things, enjoying themselves, having a fine time. And we had a ruckus. We had a rhubarb that took place. What a scene this was. Man alive. Now, I was watching some boxing stuff, so I did not see this live. But immediately, my phone blew up. And people said, hey, did you see this? Look at this clip. This is amazing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see like different angles. I want to get the different feeds of the the broadcast. So, uh, the, the if you didn't see this somehow, if you've been living in a shoebox somewhere and you didn't pay attention, we'll get you caught up to speed. Uh, so this happened. The hoedown in Tribe Town. Well, they used to be called the Tribe. Now they're named after a bridge, the Guardian. Uh, so anyway, if you, you didn't see it, the Guardians All Star third baseman Jose Ramirez. This guy's a good player. And he's kind of stuck, not getting that much attention. Cleveland's a good team, but they're not a glamour team. So you had Jose Ramirez on one side, all-star, a former all-star who once compared himself to Jackie Robinson in Tim Anderson of the White Sox. And there was a play at second base. Now, to set this up prior, earlier in the game, Tim Anderson on replay, he had – pushed the bag of a Cleveland uh, the hand rather of a Cleveland base runner off the bag which is seen as a taboo in baseball the Cleveland baseball team Terry Francona had challenged the ruling the instant replay center in New York ruled they allowed Anderson to move the hand of a Cleveland player off the base which is supposed not supposed to be allowed so that was a Violation of the unwritten rules of baseball. And so that was the backstory on this. So Jose Ramirez is running to second, and Anderson's on the bag to try to make a play to tag him. And uh, Ramirez slid in between Anderson's legs, and he was upset with Anderson. Now, we think he was upset by what had happened earlier in the game, and he pointed to the head of Tim Anderson and then they squared it squared off. There was more action in this than the Jake Paul fight versus Nate Diaz over the weekend. But it was all about a, a tag play at second base. Now, we have the audio tape. Tom Hamilton, one of the great play-by-play voices in Major League Baseball. You talk about dramatics, excitement, energy. He's got all the intangibles, as the cliches go. But here's Tom Hamilton, the voice of the Cleveland baseball team. Listen to him describe what happened on this crazy play. The diving Vaughn down the right field line, kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide, safe, and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes 
Sanderson. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Chandling. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Well, now down goes Anderson. Needless to say, this is the story everyone's talking about in the baseball world. So let us join the party and have a soiree. What do you say? So let's discuss the question, how did you score? The fight between Jose Ramirez of Cleveland and Tim Anderson of Chicago. So using the 10-point must system. This was a 10-8 fight card in favor of Jose Ramirez, but you don't even need to go to the judges' scorecards because this was a TKO. See you later. I've got Delhi Counter, Star Trek, and Don Henley. We'll combine all of these random things together, and we are going to make sense of the unsensible is what we're going to make. So, number one. Yes. Uh, some fights are like splitting hairs. It could go either way. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of tension. I'm old school. I like the fight game. I'm not big in the UFC. I'm more of a, uh, an old school boxing guy. And I used to love those big fights. Uh, they never invited me to those things. You know, some of the people get invited. They pay for them to go to these fights. I, I just like watching them. I just like checking them out. Uh, so, anyway, this one, if you look at the tail of the tape, surprisingly... It is an even matchup. Now, I thought that Jose Ramirez was, because he seems chunkier than Tim Anderson, so I thought, well, there's clearly an advantage. Anderson's a little taller, but Ramirez has some size in his build. But you look at the measurables. Jose Ramirez listed height 5'9". He's a little fella. 5'9", 190 pounds. And Tim Anderson's listed height is 6'1". So he's got a big height advantage. You would think he'd have a reach advantage. Uh, Anderson, 185 pounds. So there's only five pounds difference, but obviously there's a much taller player in Tim Anderson. And when the fight unfolded for our blind listeners, let me me describe what happened. So Tim Anderson was the first to square up. And – also the first to go down. He's the usually in a fight, if you're the first person to throw a punch, you're gonna win. Any of us that have been in fights, that's usually how it works. You're the first one to throw the punch. Not in this case. Uh, after Ramirez had pointed in the face of the White Sox shortstop, that was the trigger point. That was the trigger point, and it was on like Donkey Kong. Uh, right there. Bam! And uh so Anderson tossed his glove down like he had been in 8,000 fights and he was like a club fighter and he was ready to go the White Sox shortstop. So you assume, hey, you throw the the glove down and right away, right-handed haymaker, boom, just like that, right? He He swung it like he knew what he was doing. It did not connect. The punch did not connect. And Jose Ramirez, okay, he then went to the deli counter. And what he provided was a delicious knuckle sandwich right to the chin of Anderson, right to the face. Boom! Bringing the salami with the knuckle sandwich right there. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Turn at the last. The party's over. In, in my head, when I saw the replay, I was looking at Tim Anderson, and I remember in these old cartoons, they used to show little birdies going around the head. And I thought like Tim Anderson had like little birdies going around his head because it was like, it was crazy. It was, it was wild. All right, now, 
Page two on this fight topic. So does Jose Ramirez have a future in boxing? He was kidding around, having a good time. His agent had a photo of him in boxing gloves, and they were having a fine time. Uh, and while I'd love to see it, the answer is obviously I'm shaking my head. No. He's got no future. Uh, you have a better future in boxing. I have a better future in boxing than Jose Ramirez does. He does happen to possess a pretty nice skill set, though. He does. From what I saw, and it's a very small sample size, I'll grant you that, but Ramirez was able to bob and weave and avoid Tim Anderson's punch. Uh, he and, and Anderson did telegraph it, and to the credit of uh, Jose Ramirez, he was able to dodge it. He stayed on his feet. He certainly packed a wallop as he hit the bullseye on the punch. But regardless, the main reason Jose Ramirez cannot be a boxer is he has a $141 million extension with the Cleveland baseball team. So, yeah, you're not going to get that money in boxing. And boxing is verboten in all contracts, uh, standard legalese in all these contracts. Uh, Just like sitting on a jet ski if you're an NFL player for the Buffalo Bills, also uh, not allowed there. And uh, the only fighting Ramirez will be in is on-field skirmishes. Methinks that he will not have to fight anyone again because of this. That he, uh, no one's going to want to fight Jose Ramirez because of the video of this. Now, what happens to Tim Anderson and his reputation? Oh, this is a uh, major, major demerit for Tim Anderson. Uh, this is a guy that thinks of himself as a player that brings the razzle-dazzle, the razzmatazz, and all that, oozing with swag, Tim Anderson. right? He's the coolest guy around, and he sent out a bunch of gibberish on social media. This is, for Tim Anderson, a Star Trek situation. Beam me up, Scotty. Get me the hell out of here, uh, please. I would like to go anywhere else. And, of course, most people on the White Sox would like to go somewhere else based on the way the White Sox season has gone. Mark, my producer here tonight, is a White Sox. One of my guys is a White Sox fan, so he uh, he also would like to go somewhere else other than watch the White Sox, and he doesn't even work for the team. Uh, but I do recommend the White Sox do an intervention because uh, Tim Anderson, man, this guy, the good news is he can now have dinner with Jose Batista of the Blue Jays because that this is the greatest baseball rhubarb we have seen since a few years back, and the video is notorious as Rugned Odor of the Rangers clocked, absolutely delivered. He's a little guy. Jose Batista, the bat flip guy for Toronto, uh, Joey Bats, as he was called. And that was Jose Batista's punishment for not following me on social media. Is he got uh, he got punched in the face? Uh, unless that's not true at all. But the good news is Jose Batista and Tim Anderson can now open up a booth, a kissing booth, not with each other, of course, but they both kiss the canvas, or in this case, the dirt, uh, at a Major League Baseball game. Very few people can say that that they ended up in the dirt from a punch. Usually, it's a knockdown pitch, a little chin music, not a punch. All right, final point. Let's move away from the fight. I love the fight. You want to call up? I'll talk about the fight the rest of the show. I don't give a crap. I love talking about the fight. Amazing. But there's a story that has come to my attention. Free falling. Free falling. The Angels lost their sixth consecutive game. Heartbreak Hotel went extra innings with the Seattle baseball team at the Big A. And the Angels now under 500 
They are back with a losing record. They had been playing pretty well, and they'd won 8 out of 10 at one point. The Halos now 56-57 and 57 on the year. El Stinko in Anaheim to uh, kick them a little further. The Halos dropping seven games now back of Toronto for the final wildcard spot in the American League. The Angels not only have to catch the Blue Jays, they have to play leapfrog past the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Mariners, who just kicked them in the nuts all weekend there in Anaheim. And so what do you make? What do you make of the Angels' plight? They're being mocked, ridiculed, and shamed because they did not trade Shohei Otani, and now many are already calling this the last supper for the Angels because of the fact that they have been so bad this week since the trade deadline and uh, people have been criticizing me, saying, well, you you, you defended the, the Angels. You said uh, don't trade Otani. And I still defend the move. The outcome is irrelevant because unless you're going to promise me the Angels are going to get three future all-star players who are minor leaguers, and by the way, they weren't, uh, you're just talking out of your ass. So uh, leave it alone. And, and this shows you the neurosis among so many fans here, right? So predictable. Uh, that's my the word, predictable here. It's dirty laundry. It's, uh, it's the old Don Henley uh, tune, kick them while they're down. Now, to be fair, the Angels are an easy target, and they deserve to be criticized because they have played like bums this week. But that's a different topic. You can rip the performance, but you do not rip them for trading or not trading Shohei Otani. You know, the, the fact that they've been a bag of puke is a different point of, of conversation. They, they tried. You're supposed to try to win. You're not just supposed to keep pushing the envelope further and further down the road. Say, oh, no, no, we're going to be good five years from now. Yeah, okay. Stop. They have – they're going to get Mike Trout back. And I don't even think it's over yet. The Angels, they're seven games back. Everyone's like, ah, it's done. There is a path here. And I remember years ago when I covered the Angels, they had a massive lead. Way back again, and ahead of the Seattle Mariners, and and it was in August, and slowly and surely, the Mariners chipped away, and before you know it, there was a one-game playoff at the Kingdome, the old ballpark there in Seattle, and of course the Mariners won that, and that that's what led to their new ballpark. But you know, the defeatist attitude that people have here, uh, it, it's pathetic. That you're like, oh, you're ripping them because they didn't trade Shohei Otani now. The next point of demarcation for the Angels is they ha- they're going to have to make up. They're going to have to play well for a, a two weeks to get back in this thing. But if they can make up three games in a week, get within four games, and then chip two away, there are, by my math, there's 49 games left. So the next two weeks are crucial. They've got to trim four to five games over the next two weeks off that, which is absolutely possible. Because remember, Toronto plays the Yankees. Toronto plays the Red Sox. So those teams are going to beat each other up in the American League East. They're going to lose games. So there's a path there for the Angels to get back. I'm Benny Brightside. I'm Benny Brightside on this, and uh, and we'll see. You know, plus, if Otani re-signs with the Angels, then, then that's perfect. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part, Koopaloop has told me that that was the worst take I've ever had. 877-99 on Fox. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. If you would like to be part, also on the Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the show, and you talk about a card shark. Quite the card shark over here. We'll get to that. 
We'll take your calls, the whole thing, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Calling all Maller Militia foot soldiers. We need your helping hand to gain new recruits by posting and tagging Maller show-related content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all social networks. You are the special ingredient needed to influence others to join our mysterious nocturnal platoon. 
known as the Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Baseball-heavy Maller monologue mixed with boxing. Maller prop guy says the Jose Ramirez-Tim Anderson choreography rather uh, looks familiar. Maybe uh, we saw it on Tango Night with uh, Fergie and Brian Finley. They were dancing with the stars, on Dancing with the Stars, uh, absolutely. Mark in uh, Santa Monica writes, and he says, Ben, you did not realize the Yankees would have given the Angels Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, Glaber Torres, and 27 draft picks for two months of Otani. Well, okay, Mark, I stand corrected. That's a great take, Mark. You're absolutely right. That's what the Angels would have gotten, and a bad job by them. I'm going to do a 180 on my take. A 180 on my take. Uh, G-Mange in Chicago says A-plus on the Maller monologue. Uh, Timmy has been uh, outed as a fake. Uh, south side of Chicago tried, uh, play, uh, tried to play him up as a star and uh, Chicago radio covering up his life off the field when the truth is uh, he disrespects the game. Uh, somewhere Josh Donaldson is smiling. Uh, F. Timmy. All right, yeah, Josh Donaldson's got to have like one of those Cheshire cat smiles from ear to ear. Uh, Ryan uh, writes in and says, uh, Ben, you forgot to add uh, Tony Phillips to the Angels' downfall in 97. The Angels had a huge lead in the American League West. Phillips was arrested, and the Angels uh, lost the lead and uh, had to play the Mariners in a one-game playoff against Randy Johnson in uh, Seattle, I don't, the timeline's not exactly right on that. Uh, I was around that Angel team quite a bit. I think Tony got arrested a little bit later, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, he did, did not. Nobody hit on that team. And uh, actually, during that, here's a fun story. I was a radio stringer, at, and they covered the Angels that year. And and as they imploded, and the the Mariners traded for a pitcher named Andy Bennis from the Padres, I believe it was. They got him at the trade deadline, and they the the Angels didn't really do all that much, as I remember correctly. But Tony Phillips wanted to fight me. Um, he was very upset because I had to ask I, I, I had to ask him questions. He did not want to answer questions. Maybe he was all on coke or whatever. I don't know that day, but he uh, was very upset with me. He was a very good player, by the way. Tony Phillips was a really solid leadoff hitter. It's like a utility guy for the Oakland Athletics and had a good run with the Angels and the White Sox and some other teams, but uh, he had a few issues. He's dead, by the way. He died uh, a few years back uh, at a very young age. Uh, he should have lived a lot longer than that. It is the the Ben Maller Show. Let's go to the phones. We'll say hello to Jeff, who is in Seattle. Hello, Jeff. Welcome. Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? Uh, since we're talking about Otani, I'm a Seattle uh, Mariner fan, totally. Uh, and we're talking about Otani, and I think the Mar- uh, the Angels made a big mistake by not trading him because what makes the Angels think they're going to beat the Mariners out for the wild card spot? So what makes you think that they they're not? Well, well, the Mariners we're starting to uh, roll a little bit, which we did in the uh, past. Uh, we've always had a better second half of the season. We've got Ray and Gonzalez coming back before too long. Although we really have been having good pitching as 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 we have been hitting, you know, we have a little problem there. But uh, yeah, well, no, so as a Mariner fan, I would agree with that. You, if I was a Mariner fan, I would think the Angels give up. Uh, trade Otani, trade Mike Trout, trade everyone, trade them all, trade the big well, A in well, the parking lot, get rid of everyone. 
Yes. Well, at least those, at least those, at least those, Tony, you don't get a buttload of, uh, of you know, Oh, ra- come on. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Oh, did I, is that bad? No, this minor minor league players rarely live up to the billing. They rarely, they really live. No, I'm I'm not a guy. You're calling the wrong guy. There's a lot of hosts that love it. They buy every scouting report. They think it's every player is going to live up to the hype and all that. And I've I'm jaded enough. I've seen enough trades. And I would say the hit rate on trades when you're getting the better player is ninety percent. Like the Angels traded Otani, they have a ten percent chance of winning the trade and a ninety percent chance of losing the trade. So, I don't like those odds. Maybe you like those right, odds. And, and the team that gets him have to worry about signing him next year. Well, no, you'd get him. You, you wouldn't get that much from him because he'd only be there for a couple months, and then and then you right. see what would happen. So, yeah. there you go. But I thought the Mariners got rid of a bunch of guys. What happened? They were at the deadline. They were trading pitchers and relief pitchers, and now they, hey, we're all out. still wondering about that. We're all still wondering about that. And you know what? Otani, hey, he may be a Mariner before too long. Coop just rolled his eyes in the other room. He just uh, Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, is, yeah. It, is that that far off? <laughs> well, uh, who's who's got the bankroll with the Mariners? Who's What kind of money they got? What kind of dough they got? Because Otani, if he wants to go for the money, he's going to get at least, I would think, $600 million. Three. Yeah, well, well, the Mariners haven't paid anybody anybody for a long time. I've got to think they have the money. You know, I mean, it's kind of like and the Mariners have always had a, a, somewhat of a Japanese connection since Ichiro. Yeah, no, I hear you. And then you know, Ichiro, uh, Ichiro was great there and a wonderful Hall of Fame career. i got to go, but thank you. Uh, there's uh, Jeff in Seattle. I thought we, the only Mariner fan we had was Robbie the Mariner fan. I mean, he's Jeff's going in Robbie's territory. He's entering Robbie the Mariner fan space, but Robbie didn't call very often. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. You may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host, Donnie Starkins, as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And in soccer, Lionel Messi continued to make the MLS looking silly, but they don't care because people are coming to see him play two more goals Against FC Dallas scored, on Sunday. Has he scored two in every game he's played it, so I far? I think so. That's what it seems like. Yeah, Unless it, I missed the game, he did not. But the games that I've paid yeah. attention to, he's scored two goals every yeah, game. Yeah, no, I, I I think you're right on that. Uh, they, so they, his last goal tied it up 4-4, and then the uh, Miami uh, FC – no, it's Inter-Miami. I'm sorry. Inter-Miami. Get won, it right, Eddie. Come on. penalty kicks. You're our soccer guy, Let's Eddie. change Come the name on. to the Lionel Messi's. How about that? Just change the name. Okay. So that's fine. So – He's saying, "I living his best life there, and um, making the MLS look like the junior varsity of the soccer world, uh, dominating." And he's what thirty six years old. He's he's doing his thing. It's a messy situation, is what it is. That's what it is. Thank you. It is the Ben Maller Show as we continue on. And this portion of the show made possible by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So you talk about a card shark. 
We have a follow-up to a story we talked about in a previous episode of the show. You remember this guy named Blake Martinez? We talked about this a while back. He's a linebacker. He was with the Raiders. Pokemon, Pokemon guy. Yeah, the Pokemon guy. So Blake Martinez retired from the NFL at a young age because he made so much money trading Pokemon cards that he didn't need the NFL. Think about that. So he quit. He said, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. I'll just sell cards and I'm fine. Well, now we have a follow-up. Uh, the rest of the story, uh, Dateline, Pokemon Cardland, where former NFL linebacker Blake Martinez has been banned from selling Pokemon cards on something called the what? Uh, what Not. I don't know what that is. There was an investigation, and he is being accused of scamming card buyers. <gasps> this is a blow to the Pokemon community. This is not right here. I mean, as I, and I defend the. I was a collector of cards when I was young. You cannot spit a loogie because you're a former NFL player in the the Pokemon uh, domain here. So I don't even know what what not is. Apparently, this is the. I'm told it's the platform that they trade these things on. What did he do? Uh, do well, you know the well, details? Well, the, I'll give you some of the information here. They, they did not release all the details, but they claimed there was a comprehensive investigation into Blake Martinez's activity. And from what I was reading, I don't you know, social media, who knows, that there was people speculating that he was he was um, scamming people. He was, he was claiming cards were in better condition than they were, things like that. And so... Um, but anyway, he, he left. Now, according to The Athletic, this guy, uh, he had done more than $11 million in earnings from selling Pokemon cards last year. So now he's, what's he going to do? Does he go back to the NFL now, or does he find somewhere else to sell his Pokemon cards? But, uh, he, he's, uh, he streamed 16 hours per day. And claimed that he had 20, he claims he has 20 full-time employees. That's what he claimed. What a racket. Man. Now, I don't know whether he was scamming people or not. I, I have no idea. But couldn't he just have someone else as a proxy sell the cards? So is this really going to affect him? It's like that guy, Billy Walters, the famous sports better, one of the legendary figures. The guy actually wins. He wins, Billy Walters, and uh, so they don't allow him to bet in Vegas. You actually win. They don't allow you to bet. And so he has to hire people to put bets in, and and he still does it. He went to jail for a while. I was friends with Phil Mickelson. I think Mickelson ratted him out, if I remember correctly, uh, that part of the story. Let's go to the phones. Andre is in the Commonwealth, and Andre is up next before school gets back in session. Hello, Andre. What's going on, Ben? Uh, how you doing? We do. Uh, have a couple weeks left uh, before school uh, is back in session. We're enjoying enjoying these summer days to the to the best of their possible ability. Actually, uh, here on the Cape, uh, the Hyannis Harbor Hawks are uh, Cape League baseball are playing well. That's my team that I go ahead and root for. So they're off to uh, they're going to be in the conference championship. Eddie, why tomorrow. don't you Eddie, why don't you give Cape League scores? Eddie? That's a bad job by you. 
No, it's okay. You know, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's right. my, my contribution. You know, you're going to be a part of the Maller militia. I understand. So you have to add. You have to bring some kind of surplus value. And so the stars of tomorrow uh, in the Cape League, you know, if I can provide an update, in particular when the home team, Hyannis Harbor Hawks, are playing well, I'm, I'm glad, you know, to, to provide that news. But, Ben, you know, staying in the world of baseball, we had a dust-up. You know, we had, we, we had a one-two punch there, which was kind of unusual, where we, we had to play. Uh, on the bases, and then the guys kind of get into it. That's not usually when you see these baseball kerfuffles, right? It's usually when somebody's throwing at somebody else unnecessarily where folks charge them out. Now, speaking of that, Ben, a quick aside. We remember when, uh, was it Robert Ventura charged them out against uh, Nolan Ryan? Yeah, you know, we, we, just had the 30th, we just had the 30th anniversary of that. It was uh, last Indeed. week, I believe. So, you know, yeah. and then we got this statement you're going to learn today. And 26-year-old Robin uh, Ventura learned what it means to be country strong. You know, you see if you think he's older guys. Uh, well, now that you, you know, now that you bring that up, uh, well, Robin also learned old man strength. He learned what old man strength is, and that. And uh, the White Sox history in fights is not that good. Robin Ventura getting pummeled. Now Tim Anderson getting pummeled. This is not. This is a weak spot for the Chicago White Sox. The pale holes. I, I, I agree, Ben. You're coming from the Windy City. Obviously, Chicago is a tough. In the South Side, that's the the baddest part of town. The South Side of Chicago. That's embarrassing for the White Sox. It is. It, it, it is embarrassing. But, Ben, here's my overarching point that I want to make. Baseball, in terms of the innovation that they have brought to bear, specifically the pitch clock, which has sped up the game and increased viewership and interest, why don't we have a challenge in baseball for third strike calls? Uh, you, you know, I follow the baseball uh, ump, uh, auditor on, on Twitter, you know, and it gives you the third strike. You know, we've got, we got umpires missing on third strike calls uh, at a notable rate. So baseball, let's get on this. Let's get a Yeah, but see, fight. here's the problem, though. You, 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 at some point, you have to stop with the replay. You can't replay everything. There has I to be a that. point where you can't. You just got to enough. Let them play. What happened, Andre, to the human element? What happened to that? That there are going to be mistakes. It's within the margin of error. Aside from Angel Hernandez, it gets every other call wrong. Apparently, according to the internet, uh, he's he's horrible. As an umpire, but aside from that, you know there'll, there'll be some mistakes. But it's when I when I was uh, years ago and I was first watching baseball, they said, "Well, it evens out. Maybe it does, maybe it does." But I don't know. You replay everything, Andre. You're you're no, re- not replay not replay everything. And here is the here is the summation of my argument. I'm not talking about the age of machines. I realize that AI is coming and auto and automation is coming into the world, and we have to have safeguards. But a ch- just one challenge call. Per manager, per game. But here's – let me play devil's advocate here. I'm going to advocate for the devil. Listen. All right, listen closely. How about this? I'm listening. What, I'm if, listening. what if I'm a hitter and I say, you know what? My at-bat, my entire at-bat changed because strike one was actually a ball. And I would have been ahead of the count, and then the pitcher has to come at me with a different pitch because he's, you know, he's behind in the count, and that screwed up my entire at-bat. So why don't I get to review the first pitch of the at-bat because that affected every other pitch in the at-bat. How about that? Okay, point taken. And by the way, the devil's advocate with uh, Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves was a, was a great movie, so it's just a quick aside. But, Ben, what did I – I said third – a cold third no, I, I know what you said, but my point is, if you talk to hitters, and I, I've had over the years, they'll, they'll say the, the most important pitch, you, you want to be ahead of the count. i got to let you go, Andre, but uh, thank you. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, tomorrow. Uh, there's Andre from the Commonwealth. But, yeah, you the, the most important pitch, strike one if you're a pitcher. And if you're a hitter, if it's, it's ball one. Because then the pitcher's working from behind, and then you can kind of you can lock in on a certain certain zone. It is the Ben Maller Show as we continue on. 
And time now for the Insta Trivia, and here it is. Listen closely. Uh, Blank has the record for most receptions in NFL history in their first 100 games. Again, Blank has the record for the most receptions in NFL history in their first 100 games. That's the Insta Trivia, the answer. And we'll get to Mallard of the third degree. We'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You can listen to the Ben Maller Show how you want, when you want, with podcasting. Some P1s find themselves binge listening to classic episodes, while others like to space things out. Either way, by subscribing to the free Ben Maller Show and Fifth Hour with Ben Maller Podcasts, you help this overnight dinghy stay afloat and annoy the executive kingpins who don't understand why you listen. And now live from the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We got Maller to the third degree. That'll be coming up here momentarily. Time now, though, for the Insta Trivia. Blank has the record for the most receptions in NFL history in their first 100 games. That is the question. What is the answer? Does anyone listening know the answer? Let's go to the Maller Militia. Frank Viola, great answer. Boy, was he solid for the Vikings back in the 80s. That's from Donkey Sausage. Also got traded to the Jets. Mary Lou Retton from Mr. Nice Guy. Old school reference there, as he is known to do with the goose. scooby Dooby doo from the Cowboy Killer. That's his answer. Jarvis Landry tossed out by Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. Aaron Hernandez from Justin in Cincinnati. That's his favorite Patriot. Lionel L. Train Taylor. From Maller prop guy Antonio Brown tossed out by Miguel on fire. Ferg Cat says Alex Tyshirt from the Fifth Hour podcast. Yeah, we had Alex on because Danny was away with his kid uh, being born this weekend. So he's uh, he's away for the next couple of weeks. Freddie Mitchell, Fred X, guessed by Nick in Wisconsin. J.J. Stokes from our buddy Rob, who knows where all the good delis are there in Minnesota. Nikhil Harry of the Vikings from the Ron Mexico account. Flipper Anderson from Calligan Tim. Eddie, you have an answer, Eddie. Uh, let's go with Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Uh, no, your wife's going to be upset with you, Eddie. It's Keenan Allen of the Chargers. 624 receptions. That the record for the most in their first 100 games. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Hey, the Coupe de Loup. Jamar Chase told the media over the weekend that he told Joe Burrow that he doesn't even want him to suit up week one. He said as long as he's there after week five, they're good. Doesn't want him to rush back from injury. Ben, do you think the Bengals would be fine without Burrow for five weeks? Yes, I also think that Jamar Chase is a dope. That's what I think. Why don't they just rest him for the entire season just in case he might get hurt? In fact, don't even play him on wild card weekend if the Bengals are in the wild card game, which they will be if they're lucky to make the playoffs without him. No, no. I think they should save him for at least the divisional round out of an abundance of caution. What the hell are we doing, Jamar Chase? Like, seriously, what are you doing? Bad job by you. Do you know the backup quarterback for the Bengals is Trevor Simeon? You know who that is, Coop, from your Bronco days, uh, or his Bronco days. Come on. It's a joke. Please. Next. So Barry Bonds did a podcast interview where he admitted that he wasn't exactly the best clubhouse guy during his career. He said he wasn't trying to be a, uh, a Dick and Dayton, but uh, <laughs> ain't no way in hell I'm ever telling anybody what I do. I'm not going to tell you what I see. I'll give you general conversation to help you, but I don't know how long we're going to be teammates, is what Bond said. 
Ben, are you buying that explanation? No, he was a jerk from the get-go before he did all the drugs and all that. When With the Pirates, he wouldn't sign autographs for sick kids. He wouldn't do it. Think about that. He, was, he wasn't even anybody at that point. Next! Uh, Steve Cohen tried to reassure Mets fans over the weekend, saying, quote, We promise you we will work hard to field a competitive team in 2024. Do you believe him? Yes, I believe him because he has to sell season tickets. So that's what he said. Are they actually going to do it? No, but that's what he said. How did we do, Coop? He passes. That is a win. I started the week with a W. W If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.